Welcome back to Thinking Caps. This week, we have a monster story for you. The EU European Data Protection Supervisor files an opinion that states European legislators should consider a ban on online targeted advertising. Yes, you heard me correctly. But on the flip side, Forbes announces that they have a first-party data solution for matching for brands. So let's dig in and see both sides of this fence. So, Tim, I mean, this is a pretty big piece of news for anyone mm -hmm. that is following uh, the marketing and advertising world. Um, you've been looking into to this opinion piece uh, from the top yeah. European uh, privacy watchdog. Tell us more. Yeah, let me explain a little bit about what's happening. First off, there is an act that is called the Proposal for a Digital Services Act that's going through legislation in the EU. Now, you, you can uh, remember GDPR, right? That happened years ago, and it was it started as an act, and then it went global. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> it's it's everywhere now. That's that's why we're so interested in this yeah. story, not just because of what's going to happen in the EU, but what potentially could happen with other legislations around the world yeah. very quickly. Not to recap, but GDPR started in the EU, had a two-year period, then became law, and then it came to America. And now, you know, America, we can't get our stuff together around this. So... This is an opinion filed by that European Data Protection Supervisor, and I will quote, European legislators should consider a ban on online targeted advertising based on pervasive tracking and restrict the categories of data that can be processed for such advertising models. Rich, I think he's, what he's saying is, don't snoop. Can you break down what you think that quote says? Well, I'd say it says pretty much most of the things that we've been doing as marketers for the last 10 years. <laughs> advertising on, on and digital. marketing the way it happens today <laughs> yeah. is going to cease. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, it's clearly coming after any kind of advertising that is based on kind of stitching together a user's activity and behavior across different websites and apps in order to be able to yeah. tar target them, um, which is, you know, this is the sophistication yeah. of ad tech. Um, and it's a, it's hitting right at the heart of that. So, you know, I, I if I were to summarize this, I'd say, you know, if you're in ad tech, run. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, this is this is going to be big. Let's let's not beat a dead horse because it, this thing is not law yet, but we Correct. need to look at this. So we're going to continue to cover this for you. But there is another uh, there's there's a little more going on here. Right. Um, he also makes mentions about, you know, content moderation, a couple of different things. So. It's just going to be interesting to see well, what happens. Well, the, the, the interesting thing about the, 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 the way that they want to police this is that they're actually saying that each European country should actually um, put their own kind of uh, watchdog in place mm -hmm. and really focus on platforms with over 45 million users to see if they're actually going to comply. So, you know, whilst some of the smaller uh, advertising uh, platforms that you might be able to go to will, will probably be under the radar, all of the big ones that allow you to hyper-personalize content at scale are going to be hit by this. Yep. So the, you know, the Facebooks, the, the Googles, the Amazons, you got um, they're, they're, they're in trouble. Okay. Well, we'll continue to follow this, but it's, I mean, clearly they are putting a flag in the ground of where they want to get rid of snooping. And so do we. So on the flip side of our news today, Forbes launched, uh, Forbes won. They launched it last year, but they're really starting to make a push. And Digiday launched an article that basically talked about how they have a first-party and zero-party data um, platform that brands can now come in and make a match for advertising. So that's what we believe to be the right way to market, right? But when you have first and zero-party data, 
there's an explicit opt-in. People know that it's information based on them. Richard, I know your title, your role, what you do. That's first party data. You've given that to me. You know that we're using it. Um, but how can zero party go even further? Well, at the end of the day, you know, all of these platforms are building out their sort of their first party data sets are going to be looking at things like, you know, what content you can cons uh, consume, where your interests are, what emails you open, whatever, what other, whatever way that they're communicating with you, they're going to be evaluating that to try and put you into cohorts. True. What zero party data can do is to take it to that next level. So in Forbes's case, they're actually sending out things like surveys to people and they're asking them questions, getting their feedback in order to tailor content and advertising to them, which I think is very, very interesting because whilst Forbes is actually doing that, that's not the case of what we currently do on platforms like Facebook and Google. They're not yep. sending us surveys every month yeah. with lots of information to find out who we are. They're doing it based on, you know, a very large uh, coterie of kind of data integrations and, uh, you know, a, a complete 360 degree view in some circumstances True. of you as an individual because you do so much on their platforms whether it be you know searching for stuff you know looking at content communicating with your friends you know buying stuff through their platforms you know they, they, those are the things they're looking at and I, you know having read this um, from the from the EU's privacy watchdog it does make me believe that there is absolutely no chance the you know something like a Facebook is going to become a, a super app like WeChat and actually do everything, including you know run the economy. There's no way yeah. the, these uh, legislators are going to let that happen. They're they're coming right at the heart of these platforms' ability to profile and track people. So look, if if I put my brand marketing hat back on and I I'm I'm sitting there going, what do I do if I'm in a brand? It's pretty clear that the publishers are anchoring their advertising offerings. Right, that's their revenue. They that's how they make revenue. I mean, for Forbes alone, they claim. Um, uh, they claim to reach 140 million people per month. And yeah, let's, the largest. Let's just hope that um, that uh, of that 145 uh, 40 million, that there's not more than 45 million in the EU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But it, it's clear that uh, these advertising platforms that are reaching people that have real content that people want to see are moving to first party data. They're getting off the cookie. The smart ones are. In fact, a great client of ours, Meredith, teamed up with Kroger in August of 2020 and did the same thing. In fact, their statement on their press release August 3rd, 2020 said, we're bringing together data science from Kroger, America's largest grocery retailer, and the first party data from Meredith to help marketers identify which shoppers are most relevant to their brands. First party data, not, oh, Richard went to this website and then that's that website and the other website. So if I'm a brand marketer, I look at the future. I look at where's the trend. The trend is the cookie is like careening into the ground like a meteor, Right. And if you're anchored on that and that's all you're advertising, the way you reach advertise, uh, consumers, you better change it. What would you say? You better run. Okay. <laughs> but on the flip side, the smart publishers where you want to be are, are going to be able to make a match. So you should be yeah. collecting zero party data at scale for your brand from your consumers. And, and you know, some of these publishers have been uh, doing this for, for some time. I mean, another one of our uh, clients, Discovery Communications, oh, yeah. has been collecting hundreds and hundreds of millions of zero-party data records from their readers in uh, coordination with brand advertisers running yeah. interactive experiences on, on, on the Cheetah Experiences platform to collect that precious zero-party data. So, you know, there's, there's many publishers out there that have, you know, 
they didn't have the sort of almost mon monopolistic control yeah. of data that a, that a Facebook or a Google might. So they've actually been creative in the ways that they go out and collect that data and will partner with brands. And most importantly, will quite happily share that data with brands. Yeah. In a way, of and course. Have, and have the right to do it, and right? have the they right to do it. Got absolutely. the explicit yeah. right from the consumers. All right. We're going to continue to follow this EU news. It's going to be, it's going to be a long tail. Um, there's going to be a lot of a lot coming from it. I think you're going to see brands and publishers pivot more. You're going to see more first-party and zero-party data you know, opportunities. Do you have any closing thoughts on this? Um, yeah, if you're in ad tech, do run. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's this episode. We'll see you next week. If you're watching us on LinkedIn, great. Uh, consider you know yourself lucky. We're going to be keep pumping it out there. You can always, always, always go to cheetahdigital.com, read case studies, see more resources, papers, original research, as well as client success stories on how brands are actually turning these hurdles and headaches that we talk about into their uh, strengths. So next time, we'll see you again. See you then. Adios.